0: Disclaimer, the content you are about to consume includes explicit language and or explicit topics, and is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is also not safe for work. We recommend headphones if you are in a public place. Enjoy! What's up, fuckers? What's up, fuckers? So... I have a funny story I need to tell you that I was telling you, I would need to tell you before we continue on, that I need to get out of my brain because I think you're going to find this as funny as I am. So my partner and I went to a local restaurant for breakfast um, like a couple days ago, and it's the one that I keep telling you I want to take you to, and it's a really cool, very eclectic restaurant, but it's small. So there's a one main dining room on one side, and then there's another room off to the side that's still open, like you can see it the other room, but to the side. And we got there just some time before we got busy, but we were seated in that side room with one other couple in there. And we go to sit down, and I look over, because that couple, like, they're sitting directly next to us, right? Um, There's a purse on the ground, and in said purse is a teeny tiny little oxen terrier in a sweater. Sitting in this purple, just big chill, <laughs> not moving, not making noise, just hanging out. And I'm staring down at the dog because it's so cute. And my husband looks at me and goes, "And stop staring. And I'm like, why? And he's like, you're being weird, stop. And I was like, okay. And then I looked over again, he's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, look. And he looks over and he goes, oh, there's a dog in there. This man thought I was staring at this woman's her. <laughs> he's like, I didn't see the dog. I was like, so you thought I was being a fucking weirdo and just staring at her fucking purse? No. Well, gonna- her, her name is Rosie. She was so cute and sweet. She was really tiny for a boss. She only ten pounds. We're talking to the owners, and she was so cute. But got yeah, literally my husband like spent a full five minutes thinking I was just staring at this per- lady's bag on the floor, like, and not her dog. Like, you should know me by now. I'm staring at her dog. Exactly. If even if i have a, like, you have a dog and you think I'm staring at you, I'm staring at her dog. Yeah, you have a pet in general. Yeah. And you think I'm staring at you? Is that your pet? Like literally, I I, I couldn't give two shits about you, but your pet—that they, I would give my life. I can't even tell you how many times I've been staring at some guy walking down the street's dog, and he thinks I'm looking at him, and I'm like, no, 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 No." you don't exist. Yeah, please, you are not here. Your dog, though, I don't even like most men. So the dog, yes, men, not so much. Okay, so I thought this time we'd get started on BS of the Week because there's some fun BS to talk about, you know? And plus, we also, you guys, spoiler alert, we have a bullshit of the year, too, mm-hmm. which I've got a couple on her, and I have pretty similar ones, so... But I have to start this off because this this makes me so irritated, and I can't even begin to express how annoyed it makes me. So if you are a teenager, or even in your early 20s, like I'm in my late 20s, and even I don't need this, if you are a youngin', okay? If you're in middle school or early high school years or even in high school, period, you don't need retinol on your face, you guys, please. and I am so tired of seeing like 14 year olds on TikTok using retinol cream on their face, which, if you don't know what that is, that's like anti aging cream. Yeah, it can't damage your skin like, yeah, if you use it too early. It to a point, and it really doesn't. It doesn't help your skin as much as people say it does. Right. It can a little bit. But when you're like... That age? When you're that age, it really does nothing for you. What will actually... Okay. What people don't understand. <laughs> Should brought out the clapping, you guys. What people don't understand. So I work in the medical field. Um, formerly in a dermatology office. You heard that right, guys. Formerly. Formerly. Formerly, yeah, that's the right word. Formerly, formerly? what does that sound? Let me say formally? I think we said formally, it's formerly. Formerly, yeah, um, no longer. Um, but if so, if there are two things that I've learned, is that one, Vaseline has like the power for all. oh my god, yeah, at the same it's skin at all. Literally, Vaseline. Yeah, I grew up in a Filipino household. My mom believes in Vaseline, and yeah, freaking fix for everything. Well, like, like. My my family always talked about Vix and like Vaseline, but I never realized just how moisturizing it actually is. Yeah. I do have to say, though, I think from what I understand, Vaseline, if you're not careful and you have like sensitive skin, it can make you break out if you're not careful. Actually, it's not quite, no, really? because it has like the least potential allergens yeah. because it's literally just trolling jelly, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, it did save my skin when I was younger. I went to Vegas one time during the winter time and my skin was not used to the dry, like cold weather. Honestly. And it began feeling a slay And I remember putting, getting desperate and just putting straight Vaseline on my face and waking up the next morning and my skin was magic. So yeah, yeah it definitely is incredible. Yeah, it's really, like really I think I know what the other one is you're going to say. Well, the second thing is put on your fucking sunscreen. Uh-huh. Anyway, so we love the sun. It does not love us. I understand there are people who want to tan. But those same people usually do not want to get wrinkles. If you want to help prevent wrinkles, keep your skin moisturized and put on your fucking sunscreen. And you guys leave a bare minimum thirty SPF. Yeah. Because sunscreen. anything underneath uh, under that does nothing. And you guys, for the love of God, if you're like us and you have tattoos, don't skip sunscreen on your tattoos. No. You're paying so much money for them and you so much time. It will age and damage them like nothing else will. I am, like, that's why I'm chronically pasty. Both of us are. Like, I don't like getting in the sun because I want to damage my skin and I want to check my tattoos. Well, that is, like, for all my um, sensory Tizzies out there, mm-hmm. sometimes there are just, there's, like, sunscreen where you just can't handle it. Like, like yeah. they have, like, aerosol, like, spray sunscreen that has a high enough SPF. They have, um, like, you know, like, the lotion or the cream mm-hmm. and sunscreen that, like, that can feel really weird. You can also use some protective clothing. Yeah. So if you wear a hat, make sure you get one that has a brim, so that way it covers your ears. Y'all don't want skin cancer, right? <laughs> so protect your skin. Yeah, it is. Like they're not kidding when they say it's the largest organ of our body. You guys, the other big one too. You can buy um like lip balm with SPF, and that's really important because people forget. Your lips are on big My dad yep. had skin cancer in his lips, and luckily they caught it early and got rid of it. Yep. But it's a, it's, and you guys don't want to know the process of getting rid of it. My dad, oh my process. So he had to apply this cream that, because they caught it early enough that it was still on the surface, and basically it resurfaced his lips. Yeah The entirety of it. It's, it's not a lot. Cute of... Look, it peels your skin off instead of blistering it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It blisters up, it peels off. You yep. look like you are sick. And it only takes out those, um, the precancerous cells. Yes, like okay. if um, like it doesn't it only targets those. Yeah, but it makes your whole mouth blistery and yeah. and it's really not Look, My dad was super self conscious, but she's not usually, but he was self conscious during that time. Um, and he said it was not an uncomfortable thing. So yeah, you guys protect your skin. Well, and literally like the, the most common, um, uh, areas for skin cancer that we've seen like especially for most surgery is the ears the nose the lips and the scalp yeah that makes sense because haven't yeah so if you like the best anti-aging you can use is sunscreen yeah literally like even so even if you're like worried about dry skin and you don't want to put on vaseline like even during winter time if you put on sunscreen over your moisturizer it helps protect against that like really cold like wind. Yeah. Really cold air that is really dry. That's one of the things I learned from TikTok actually, because I follow off you like actual certified dermatologists. Um your sunscreen shouldn't be like in your moisturizer. It should be separate. That's what they were saying. And I didn't realize that. And when I switched, I actually noticed a difference between like how my skin looked and felt. And that's one of my secrets is like I i have a really you know this I have a pretty extensive skincare routine. But the biggest difference has been sunscreen. Like, it, it yeah. blocks all the dark spots. It takes care of all that problem. And yeah. it's really important. You guys. Know, seriously, you only have one set of skin, basically. You only have one face, especially if like, I'm really objective of my face skin. I wear sunscreen. Even if I'm going to be inside, even if I'm not going to do anything else, like, I, I'd still wear yeah. it so yeah it's really important yeah but yeah after after that tangent please if you're like 13 or 14 you do not need retinol on your skin just put sunscreen on yeah you're kind of wasting your time and money and it's yeah you're wasting your time and money whereas if you put sunscreen on it'll help keep you from aging because of the sun Mm -hmm. because it'll help with like the sun damage and whatnot and it will moisturize your skin yep and it's like long-term coverage Mm -hmm. yeah it's really important uh, another one. I'm sorry. Teenagers are kind of on the roster today, guys. I'm sorry. I don't hate. I'm a teenagers, but y'all been ex- been testing my patience the last couple of days. So there's nothing that annoys me more when you have that group of teenagers from like 16 to 18, or even 19 too, that will insert themselves into like an adult conversation in an adult space and then cry. But I'm a kid when things don't work out. their way. No, you're not a man from reality. So I have a friend on TikTok who posts a lot of content about being an atheist like he doesn't even attack religion he just posts about being an atheist and like what it means and it brings people in droves who are unfortunately religious zealots who come after him and they always see the same thing but there was one in particular where it was this person who i found out later on was a teenager who was like you know you should turn to jesus and everything and people were like no he doesn't believe in god like that's okay And then he started that you're going to burn in hell, blah, blah, blah. Like, it quickly shifted into that, like, condemning nature. And when people called him out, this person turned around and was like, I'm 16. Like, you're arguing with a 16-year-old child. And it's like, okay, first of all, you may be a minor, but at some point, teenagers, I don't really consider them children. I consider them minors, but not children, in the sense that you are old enough to understand that what you're doing isn't okay. Yeah, if you are old enough to post this on social media, you're old enough to be held accountable for what you said because yeah and this applies to everybody no matter your age yeah if you're in the u.s and you have freedom of speech you have freedom to say what you want but you're not free from accountability and responsibility freedom of speech protects you from your government and yeah protects you from other people and from consequences you guys and so that's my thing is especially here's my rule if you're old enough to drive you should know better and that's the thing too which leads into my third one which is people lacking boundaries my friend, that person who posts about their atheist content, has a very strong post on their bio and TikTok that says, "MDNI," which if you guys don't know what that means, that's minors do not interact. Anybody below the age of 18, he doesn't want on his page. And he says that very clearly. And I don't know why, for some reason, people claiming to be minors jump all over his content when it clearly says that. If somebody outlined the boundary, but yeah, you know what? Boundaries are a big deal, you guys. And if somebody imposes one, it's really important to respect that. Um, and it's something even as simple as like my friend posing the MD&I thing. If you're a minor and you see that, please respect that. It is so important to respect people's boundaries. And even and here's the thing, you guys. One big thing. You are not owed explanations for that. Mm-hmm. If somebody tells you, this is a boundary for me, please don't do that No, don't cross it. You cannot demand a reason. They don't have to give you one. That's a boundary for them and that's it. So I, like, that was my BS of the week is watching people cross people's boundaries and try to escape accountability. And then, yeah, people, teenagers using using retinols, like, I just, it's not necessary and it's a waste of money and time. But please, you guys, like, seriously, don't cross those boundaries. And then if you do, don't cry about, I'm 16, I'm a kid, because I am not going to allow Yeah, that. No, you're being held accountable. Nobody's bullying you. Yeah, you don't get to just say whatever you want and then not have people call you out. Yeah. Just because you're 16. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but... You're old enough to post on the internet. You're old enough to have the appropriate repercussions because there are adults on there that will just bully the shit out of teenage. Yes. that's not necessary. necessary. No, it's like, I understand that, you you know, they're 15, 16, 17, like... And they're saying shit, but that doesn't mean that you need to call them every name in the book and, you know, tell them to go kill themselves. Right. Yeah. There's a line. You can call somebody out and hold them accountable without being a bully. Yeah. Especially for for teenagers. Yeah. And and minors. Now, there's also a line for that, too, with adults. It's not necessary to tell somebody that they should off themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced people telling me that both in my personal life, face to face and online. And, and joke's on you, bitch. I've already cont- contemplated it many times in my life, so that's not going to work. But yeah. It's very, very important to understand where, where the boundary of that lies, too. So, yeah. You know what? If you see a teenager and they're arguing with you on online, you can do what I do a lot of times, which is tell them, you know what I'm sorry, but I'm not arguing with this teacher. Mm-hmm. But I do that. If I find out somebody's a minor and they're trying to argue with me, I absolutely cut it off. Yeah. I cut it off because I'm not going to deal with that I am too damn old to be RMU with a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-old. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, those are my bullshit of the week. So mine are definitely definitely on a lower level. It was actually kind of like hard because I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna just like make up bullshit." Right then, I like I got to think. I was like, "Well, this could be considered it." Yeah. So first thing is weird pregnancy dreams. Hate that. Especially like right after I get off my period, which like I'm glad that it's right afterwards because otherwise I'd be paranoid. I never have it left; mine always come right before my period starts. It's so fucking weird. So I I had a dream that my partner and I—so we're we're not engaged or married—but I had a weird dream that I found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and I was like, like taken aback, and I was scared, but I was also like happy Hmm. and i told my partner and like both of us were happy and i was like oh like that's cool and like his parents were kind of like a little off but they were also happy because like they would make great grandparents but then i told um one of my friends like we both met Mm -hmm. like that but spencer Uh uh-huh yeah um in my dream i told them that i was pregnant and they got pissed off at me weird telling me they're like I wasn't ready. They're not a here. Like, I know. It's so weird. It was so out of character for them. And I was like, I was taken aback. I was like, huh? Why are you so pissed off at me? And it wasn't getting angry at somebody for being pregnant. In my dream, they got all pissed off and they were just like going off on me. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you so mad? And I was telling my partner um, about it is it, this, is it this morning or yesterday morning? I don't know it, it was recently when I had the dream I was telling my partner that um that my friend was getting mad at me and then my partner's like well geez fuck you too I was just like it was just so weird like we were so happy about it for some reason um and like everybody else around us was happy about it but then of course that one person was just like pissed off at us and it's like super weird and, like, this person isn't, like, my ex or anything. No, but especially because you and I both know this person, even though you definitely know them better than me, but that is not something I... That is, it was so out of character for them. And I'm just yes. like, what the hell, dude? That is super weird. And then I woke up, and I was like, well, I'm glad I just had my period, because I know for a fact I'm not pregnant. Right. But- or all i a sudden, yeah, like, oh, it was, it was the, it was Christmas Eve night. Mm. Because I remember thinking, I was like, it would, sh- it would be shitty. If I woke up feeling paranoid that I was pregnant on Christmas Day. Oh yeah. Everybody is closed and I don't have a pregnancy test. Literally. Like because even if it like was way too soon to tell or like I knew for a fact that I had a period previously, like I would still take a test. Oh yeah. I'm so paranoid, but yeah, it was it was a real weird fucking dream. Like it was I never I never get lucky. I always have those dreams right before my period shows up. So I'm like paranoid for a day or two, and then uh, it's like what happens. Be lucky that you're not experiencing this. Bitch gives you a pregnancy dream, and then you have a period after. Yeah, it's like, Huh? See what could happen, but it doesn't. um, the next one is not being disabled enough. It's a lot of internal ableism that I experience. Um, it's not any, it's not anything anybody else has, you know, told me or sent to me or anything. But I was gonna say, who the fuck's telling you the shit? No. <laughs> but because like i work full time right um it's so much and like there's gonna be some people who are like well of course it's easier when you don't work full time but like just energy and mentally it's so much easier for me if i don't work full time but because i have bills to pay and my partner cannot support us by himself i do have to work full time um it's just like it I have to remind myself that even though I am working full-time, I am still technically disabled, and disabled people can work. Yeah, oh, well, it's possible. Like, a lot of disabled people work, but it's like... It's just a lot of, like, internal turmoil and ableism that goes around in my head. Right. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not disabled enough because I am working full-time. It's like, yeah, it fucking exhausts me. It literally takes everything out of me. Yeah. And it's just... It's it's bad. No, it's bad. It's understandable to feel that way. Like I've I've been there. I do that thing without not doing the disabled part, where, like being sick, or like for me, it's my mental illness stuff. Like maybe I'm not that mentally ill because I can do this, this, and this. And I look back on it, and I'm like, oh no, no. Because I'll talk more about this in this segment too. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just gotten really good at powering through and masking it. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that feeling because it makes you think like, like I'm not enough. And it's like, oh no, no you are and then you are and yeah you know what just because you can function through and do it doesn't mean it's easy on you well yeah and that's the thing is that like what makes me disabled is that it because it takes up so much of my energy it affects my like what what we call medical field ADLs. your acts of daily living yeah like it drains me to the point to where it affects my actual daily living yeah point to where like sometimes i'm so fucking exhausted i don't shower every day sometimes i'm so fucking exhausted i can't get off the bed right i can't get off the couch like it it takes everything and it's not like i have like an extremely laborious job i'm not in construction i don't i'm not working outside like i'm not doing any of that like i'm in an office job where like yeah i'm running around and like using my brain but i'm not I'm not like constantly like lifting weights or carrying heavy things, right? No, absolutely. But I mean, but it's still it's, it still affects me so fucking much to where I just can't function after work. Yeah, and that's that's like the disabling part. Um, so it's a lot of internal ableism. Um, and then the last thing um, was when we were coming out from my parents' house. Well, actually, no, is when we actually arrived at my partner's parents' house. Um on Christmas Eve. It's we got there and it just hit dark. Um, and we're bringing stuff out of my car and there are like three dogs across the street that either. are barking at us and it's like okay like you're barking at us but it's so dark out there that they start charging at us and we don't see them at first until they're like. Like until there's just enough, enough light where it actually hits them, right? And we can see them charging us. And it's like, these dogs are not fenced in, and the yard that they were in, they do not belong in. But apparently, according to his parents, um, this happens all the time. See, that's not okay. The owners do not actually keep a hold of their dogs, they literally let them out and they let them just run around dude that annoys my partner really badly it annoys me so much because it's like not only is it dangerous for other people and other dogs even if your dog is the nicest thing like it's also dangerous to your dog yeah they could get over they can get run over somebody's gonna fucking shoot them especially when you live in a small town and you're out in the country yeah. People out there are not afraid to shoot other people's dogs if they're in their in their property. No, exactly. It just goes to show that you do not give a shit about your dogs. Like my dogs, even though I'm not outside with them every single time when we do let them outside, our front door is open with a screen door closed hey. or open. And our windows open and we are constantly checking on them. Like if we're doing the dishes, we'll put the dishes, like we'll put a few dishes in the dishwasher and we'll look to see if we can find them. If we can't find them we will call for those that way we can put eyes on them yeah make sure that all the gates are closed and whatnot if there is like something that's causing a problem where i'm not sure if there's going to be another dog coming into our yard or our dog's going to be able to get out we bring them inside yeah that's kind of logical i don't understand why people don't think it that way because like we've had so many times where we'll go outside in our neighborhood and we live in a really decent neighborhood you know and we just find random dogs running around i remember there's one um that we went we were looking i looked outside because my dogs were freaking out there were two dogs in my yard and i went outside to help them and one of the dogs was aggressive like i walked over and i called it to me and it came to me but then part way through as it came to me it was growling at me and i was like okay like by the time i realized it was growling at me it was really close to me so i had to be very careful not to like turn my back on it but i needed to go back at my house and so i kind of like kept an normal pace kept calm and kept my eyes on the dog as i was going back to my house and i told it like go on and eventually it stopped like following me but it's like if your dog gets out and they are aggressive that's even more of a problem mm-hmm. and guess what being responsible with aggressive dogs you guys can get your dog killed Yep. because you may end up having a situation where your dog bites somebody and has to be put down if that's not their fault it's yours yeah but they have to pay for it yeah well it's so not fair just a few houses down from mine, there are two dogs that are aggressive. And, like, they're they're fear-aggressive, especially. Uh, okay. but um and I remember texting you about it. It was, like, during summertime or something, mm-hmm. where I get home, and I see the two dogs, like, wandering around, or, like, I'm getting ready to leave my house, and I see them wandering around. They're barking at everybody. Right. And I was like, well, shit, like, I have time. Right. Let me see if there's something I can do. They start barking and growling and getting aggressive at me, and they kind of, like do like a like a chicken type thing where like they kind of charge at me a little bit and then like back off yeah but i don't know these dogs so i pick up and old fucking stick, and i'm barking and yelling back at them right because i'm trying to get them back home yeah but i'm also trying not to get my fucking leg bit right and then of course this old lady across the street has her little dog just roaming around and she sees them and picks up her little dog and i'm like maybe if you kept her dog on the fucking leash because she never keeps her dog oh, i hate that I'm like, just because you have a little terrier does not mean that your dog should not be on a leash. But, like, I finally, you know, am able to get the dogs back into their house because the door was left open. Oh, yeah. And um, there's, like, I close the door and I leave a note, like, just saying, like, hey, um, it's like an anonymous note. So like, hey, like, your dogs got out. The door was open. I left it back in. But I just, like, I just wanted to let you know. Right. Um, Like, I don't want them to get hurt, you know. <laughs> Um, and then there are, like, two guys that are across the street, like, that are laughing at me, like, talking shit, because I'm literally, like, there, like, swinging my arms, like, with a big old fucking stick, right. and like, barking and yelling back at the dogs, because I want them to not see me as prey. Right. Like, I'm not trying to, like, actually, like, scare them, but I want them to stay away from me, so that way my leg doesn't get bit off. Because they are aggressive dogs, and these are big dogs. Um... And so, like, I'm swinging and I'm, like, kind of hurrying them back into the house. And these people across the street are, like, making fun of me. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, you laugh until you get bit. Yeah, I'm like, you guys are literally, like, standing there. And these dogs, like, started charging at you. And you, like, kind of tried scaring away. until and- I took care of the problem. Like, okay, you think it's funny. You were scared of getting met too. Yeah. And it's like, I-, I love animals. Like, even if there's an aggressive dog, I will do anything I can to help them. But that also doesn't mean that I'm going to be naive and be like, oh, it's okay. Like, yeah, I know you're growling and gnashing your teeth at me and barking at me and charging at me, but I'm going to crash out and pet you. No. Know. Yeah. Like, help me help you, exactly. you know? Like, because I know that if I got bit, even though I wouldn't call for them to get put down, it's going to spread word around and then other people are going to yeah. call for them to get put down. I don't want that. No. I don't want that. It's just a big thing of being responsible. You guys don't have to yeah, like, You take care of your fucking dogs, dude. Like, keep them in your fucking ear. Like, I understand that there's some times where um, there's like a new gap in this fence and you don't see it your dog gets out. I understand that there are like some things like that. But when we were at his parents' house and these, like, it's a common thing for these dogs to be out. Right. And charging at people. Yeah. And barking at them. Like, especially at any time when you can't see them. Like that was my thing, was like it was dark. Right and I could not see them and they were charging at me. So I was like getting like in the car and yelling for my partner. That's a problem. If it was during daytime, like I would still be hesitant, but I probably wouldn't have scurried into my car. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to see them. Yeah. But yeah, it's just fucking do better, you guys. Do better. Like take care of your fucking dogs. I have two dogs on my own. It's not hard. It's not hard. Like <laughs> But that was our bullshit of the week, you guys. Now, my other favorite segment is our dumbest comment of the week. And boy, do I have fun over you. I intentionally left details off of this because I haven't told you about these yet. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, okay? I don't know if you saw it, you probably didn't, but there was my friend reposted a video about this and made a reply to it. And there's this girl, and she's on an airplane. And she takes a video of the fact that she's sitting on an aisle seat on one side of the plane, and on the opposite side of the aisle is a man who has spread himself so wide that his foot is in her space across the aisle his leg and foot are across the aisle of the plane and his foot is creeping into her space across the aisle from him. Hmm. so he is the definition of overman spreading right and this dude my friend makes a thing about how like If we're going to allow men to do this, then maybe we should treat him like men doing this the way that they do with fat people by making them buy two seats. Because if you need that much extra room, then you should buy two seats, right? And I made the comment. I was like, look, if you are that cramped up on an airplane that you need that much room, you know what seats allow you extra room? Exit rows and first class seats. Mm -hmm. But this guy jumped in there and was trying to like defend this man, which, oh, shocking, right? But he's trying to defend it like, oh, you're judging off of this, blah, blah, blah. He like, could just be stretching. And I was like, okay. You know what you can do to stretch on an airplane? You can stand up and walk, it, walk around. Fucking legs to yourself. Yeah. Like, you don't just spread your legs across the thumbnail. It is He's like, he's stretching. Okay. I can stretch on an airplane and not touch anybody by doing so. It's possible to do that. But then he goes on to say, like, well, nobody was telling him to stop. Like, why, why does it matter? It's like, so he needs to be told how to behave in order to behave considerate of other people, he should be told to stop doing that. I was like, you do realize, right, that there are people who are are walking up and down aisles and may not see his leg or the stewardess system be coming up and down and not see it either. And that can cause a huge problem. He can also get hit by a cart from there rolling up and down the aisles and get hurt and end up sitting on the airline. There's a reason why there's rules about not sticking shit in the freaking aisleways. Because it can be a huge problem. But then this dude also, my favorite part about this was his comment because my friend said we should do what we do with fat people where we make them buy two seats. My friend, also plus size. He said, well, you can control how much you eat and you can stop eating so much. but You can't control how tall you are. And it's like, way to be fat folk. I can basically say the only reason why somebody's fat is because they overeat, which you are an idiot for. So he was basically trying to validate the idea of like, oh, yeah, we should make fat people pay more for things because they can control it. Like some of us can't. But like, also, like, what the fuck is also to your limbs to yourself? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, as a disabled person, I can ask for accommodations, but that does not make other people obligated to follow them, right? Like, is it great when people do? Yeah, but if people don't, or if it's just like, if it gets to the point to where me asking other people, um, for this accommodation is just, like, more more of a nuisance than anything, That I will enforce accommodations for myself without bothering other people. Like, with, um, like, audio sensory overload. When things are just too fucking loud or there's just too much, I will mm-hmm. put my earplugs in. Yeah. I can still hear other people. I'm not going to ask them to just, like, you shut the fuck yeah. up Yeah, stop talking, especially when it's at work. It's yeah. like, that's kind of your job. But I will put my own accommodations in. And it it sounds bad, but like in that situation, like you wanna go after fat people, but then be like you can't control how tall you are. It's like these tall people can request a form of accommodation and if not, they can enforce an accommodation for themselves. Yeah. Like I understand being on an airplane, like it's uncomfortable. I, it's uncomfortable. Like I hate it. I hate it so much. But you can always figure out a way. Well, and like, there were so many people in the comments who were arguing with this guy, who were like, no, because a lot of them were saying, I'm this tall, and I don't do that. Like, one of the women commented, and she's like, my partner is 6'6", and he doesn't do it Exactly. Because he's being considerate. Yeah, keep your fucking body to yourself, bro. Like, it's not that hard. I'm like, I don't understand people trying to validate other people being like, inconsiderate of others while simultaneously being an asshole about other people Mm -hmm. it's like i'm sorry but no we're not doing that and it just annoys the absolute shit out of me now the second one that you can read here is going to make you mad because it made me really mad so one of my friends is a non-binary person who posts a lot of pro lgbtqia plus content they're very educational they're really great about that but they were talking about sa Mm -hmm. because the other sa is sexual assault and they mentioned that a lot of people tell them, Oh, it's about clothing and it's not, because they used to be a competitive bodybuilder. So they'd walk around and like when them when they were, you know, female and identifying as such, um, and they still had all their female anatomy that they were born with. Um, they had, you know, female body bodybuilding competitions, you're wearing very little clothing, is to show off all the muscle, it's very skimpy. And they said, you know, I wasn't sexually assaulted then, you know, when I was sexually assaulted, I they said I get more, I get more assaulted and sexually assaulted now as a non-binary person who dresses more on the masculine side than before, excuse me, than before. And this person jumped into their comments and was like, well, I don't think you should be dressing like that and trying to talk about sexual assault. So basically they were saying, like, the videos of my friend in a bikini shouldn't have been in there while they were talking about sexual assault because it, like, doesn't help. Like, they were basically trying to victim blame, saying, well, if you're dressed like that, then of course, you know? And I kind of went after them because I said, like, you trying to tell somebody that, that wearing certain clothing should make them, like, be quiet about their sexual assault is straight up victim blaming. So because uh, your face looks really punchable, that means that I can just touch you in the face and so that it's okay. That is, yeah. Because exactly. you, you shouldn't have been out in public. Well, and my, you should have covered your face. You should have had a helmet on. My favorite thing, though, is I went on, I was like, you should not be shaming victims for choosing to wear whatever they want. And this person was like, I didn't, no, nobody told me they were a victim. And I was like, and nobody said so to the fucking video Anyway, and I was like, and I told nobody to should. nobody needs to. Yeah, they're, they're not just to. I that You, You're not on that story. Not no. you telling anybody what they can or can't wear. But the fact that you're like, nobody told me they were a victim. Oh, so you're telling me that if you knew their trauma, you'd treat them differently? Why? Yeah. Like, I don't know why that got me going so hard. But when they were like, nobody told me they were a victim. First of all, nobody else should be telling you anyway. Yeah, and yeah, to my friend. But second of all, my friend doesn't owe you a story time of what happened to them when they were assaulted. Nobody does. I cannot. I'm like, There's so many things that are traumatic that people go through that for some reason other people think they should be entitled to hearing about it, and it's not. This isn't a horror movie. This isn't a book you read. If my trauma is my trauma, I am not required to share it. Yeah. So the fact that that person, their excuse for where their behavior was, well, nobody told me they were a victim. Okay, and? That, so that means that you are validating your own shitty behavior because you didn't know their trauma? you behave that way to everybody because you don't know their trauma? Yeah. It is, it's just gross. So, like, yeah, you guys don't be that, that person. You know, just don't. It's gross. But those are my two uh, dumbest comments of the week. So, oh, mine are, of course, again, both from Fred's. Of course. Um... Mm-hmm. First off, so, this is like a double-edged sword, or I don't know if that's the correct term, but whatever. So there's this account that keeps popping up on my page where they're quoting someone who responds to them using the R word. Mm -hmm. So the person that's responding to this other person, this main account, just, you know, says the R slur, which I fucking hate that in general. And then the person is like quoting them mm-hmm. and saying something like like they're you know like exposed in the hashtag block party. Mm-hmm. Every single fucking comment they're doing that. I'm like, okay, for one, you are just bringing that onto your page and everybody else who follows you. For two, you are giving them more attention than they deserve. Yeah. And for three, like, this just looks like you're trying to increase your engagement now. Like, I understand that you're like, you know, don't use the R word, hashtag block party. Now you're just making it seem like you're not actually wanting them to stop using the R word. You just want engagement. Right. And so, like, it's, if it weren't for this account quoting these people, it wouldn't be on my fucking page. Yeah. I fucking hate the R word. Like... I'm not going to equate it to the N-word, because I'm, I'm not a person of color. I don't get to determine that. But the R-word is a slur, just like the F-word. Like, towards gay people. Like, it, it's a slur. And you guys, to, to preface this, we, we actually don't really use the F-word ever. And we, technically, because we're part of the community, it's a little more acceptable for us to do it. We still don't do it. No, like, I I don't like it. I don't like slurs, like... I don't think people should use them and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, gonna ma- police what everybody else says. Yeah like I'm not gonna police people I'm not going to just like walk up to a black person and be like you shouldn't use the n-word. Like that's their choice. Really like that, that's just fucking stupid. But I'm also like I also don't use the r-word. Mm. I fucking hate it. Like I used to a long time ago. Right. Um, I still hate it when I say it. It gives me a gross feeling. feeling yeah. But like I especially don't use it now. I don't like being around people to use it. (sighs) He he realized what he said. Mm -hmm. But my partner's dad... ended up saying the r word mm-hmm. when he meant to say something else and everybody just kind of got quiet after he said i mean he, he don't usually say it he's not one of those people who like says things like that right um but he, like he said it and it just kind of made me jolt back a little bit because i'm like why that was unnecessarily why so i straight up told people i find another word yeah like, and I've told people that, too, but it was just, it was kind of, like, it just caught me off guard, and it caught everybody else off guard. Because, like, again, like, there are not people to say that, mm-hmm. um, but I hate it when people say, like, people at my now-calling-it-forward job mm-hmm. say it all I the fucking time. I'm like, use a different fucking word. Find the One of the thing is, what they're using it for, there are words for that. Yeah. And it's almost always, like, stupid or... You know, ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, like, there are so many... Just use that, then. Why are you using that? It's not It's not a synonym for it. No. It's the same way as somebody calling something gay. And they're yeah. like, please, for the love of all that's good and holy, stop. Stop it, because they're not the same. Like, like those posts where it's like, hey, men, is it gay to take care of your child? Because someone's like, oh, my God, like, this guy, like my friend was talking about how he changed his kid's diaper, and like I just thought it was so gay. It's like... It's, those are the same. Is gay to take care of your baby? They're those are the same people who think it's gay for men to wash their own butthole. Yeah, like when I like their faith When I found out that there are men out there who actually believe that if they wash their own butthole, it's like, not gay, I was like, this explains so much. It explains so much. They're like it circles around, but it's like, does this make you gay? And it's like, no. Well, are you are you a man that's attracted to a man or something like that? Like, then no. Like, uh, simply, like, no. Is it's that simple. Are you are sexually attracted to the same gender that you are? Yeah, no, then no. Then no, you're, you're not. Like, oh, it's I have to say, as a joke, you know, those like when you're younger and you don't know what your sexuality is, there's like, how to hell if you're gay? Are you gay? Am I gay? Those quizzes were a quintessential part of my childhood because it's like, is it normal for me to be attracted to other women? It's normal for me to daydream about being with other women. Yeah, literally, like, the, the things that went through my brain that other women are attractive. Like, do you find them attractive? Are you attracted to them? Like, well, and I went through that... You case. have a, quote, unquote, girl crush. Yes. yes, somebody. I went through that phase where it was very much a, like, I didn't realize that I wanted to be with them, so I was jealous. And then it turned out, I was like, oh, that's not jealousy. That's me being attracted. Um, okay. <laughs> I was... Lucky in the regard that like when I learned about sexuality, mm-hmm. like sexual orientation, I knew that I was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um and I I learned that when I was like thirteen. And um but before that I was just like like I had crushes on people. I just never really talked about my crushes to anybody. Right. Just like I I had friends, but I didn't have friends, you know? Um, And then when I, you know, learned about boyfriend and girlfriend, like, I don't know that I liked women too. Yeah. Like, it was just normal for me. And then I remember coming out to my mom after I had made out with like two other girls already and told her that I was bisexual. She. And it, it. came from a completely innocent ignorant perspective like she has since apologized which like i wasn't expecting right. apology i wasn't really looking for it like i kind of ignored her when she said it anyways but she's like oh well you know you don't want to date a girl <laughs> like you don't want to do that and like at that time like i just remember thinking it was like mom already made out what's too them, well? and i liked it a lot <laughs> like but really mom is that why i'm like fucking around with girls i know and like she was never like she was never actually against me <laughs> being a scientist. so yeah it was just like it was one of those things where she thought she thought of it in a way of like it would just bring more drama into my life i right. think um i don't remember exactly what she said so you know like give my give my mother some mercy yeah okay Um, she's literally the kinkiest polyamorous person in my entire family. (laughs) So, um, but like ever since then, like years later, I think it was like last year, like when she first came out as Polly, she like apologized to me for saying, oh, well, you know, you, you don't want to be with a girl. You're you're not actually like that. Like she apologized to me. I was like, honestly, mom, like I kind of ignored you because I had already made out with two other girls at that point. I you already knew who you were i already knew who i was i'm like because my parents like they never talked about it in either way Mm -hmm. like they weren't like they weren't ever like you know like if you like a girl like it's perfectly fine like they never brought it up it was kind of like if the situation came up to it it was like your vibe is your vibe yeah um so i never i never had to I never felt like I had to hide who I was in that regard, mm-hmm. and I'm very lucky for that. I did like- um, so I never questioned it. Like I've questioned my gender. Um, I don't try and focus on it too much because mm-hmm. it's just it just gets confusing, convoy- con- confusing, <laughs> confusing. Yeah, that stresses me out. We're gonna use that now. Confusing, con- con- fo- con- fo- Um But like my sexuality, like I've, I've just. I I like who I like and I'm actually attracted to because like there are people like, oh, well, you know, if like somebody of this gender came along and like I'm open to being attracted to them, I'm like, but you don't find people who identify them. Attractive, yeah, like, no, exactly, and I'm just like that's not that's not the same thing. I know that I'm attracted to women. I know that I find women attractive. Right. I know that I find men attractive. I know I'm attracted to them. I know I'm attracted to non-binary per- people. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm attracted to trans people, which like trans women are women, trans men are men. Yeah. Um. So it's like, I I just know that, yeah, like I just know that, and like I haven't my by, non-binary friend that both you and I know, mm-hmm. like. I have been attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Like I've never moved to date them because, like, my partner and I were already dating. Right. Like, I never imagined dating them, but like, they're very charming. Oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, they are very charming. Yeah, I think know that. I also knows that. Yeah, they're extremely charming. Yeah, they're extremely charming. And I'm like, you know, and like coming back from a um like state competition for choir. Um, we sat next to each other. And it was, like, two o'clock in the morning. We were both freezing cold. They were dating my best friend at the time, and I was dating my current partner. Um, and we both said each other, like, to each other, like, you know, if we were with our partners, like, I'd be down to date you. But it was just like that. You also were kids at that point. Yeah. So it was, like... Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, like, I wish we were dating, you know? Yeah, it wasn't like a, oh, maybe we should test this out. Like, it It wasn't wasn't like an active, like, attraction to where, like, I wanted to do that. It was more like, I could, like, we could date, you know? Like, I do find you attractive. Like, I find you charming. I find your personality attractive. Right. Honestly, especially, like, at this point, we would, like, I'm very glad that we didn't start dating at all because we are just... So much better as friends. Like people thought we were dating, right? Um, even while I was dating my current partner, I've been with him for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. We started dating in high school, and i i met I met my non binary friend before I met my partner, um, and like we became good friends. But we became closer after I started dating my partner because I started dating my partner. When I started a band, mm-hmm. and so like I met my friend at choir. And they were required, but they were also banned. And then we spent like all of our time together, because right. of our classes. But I'm very glad that we didn't, because we're just so much better as friends. Yeah, that's. I've I've known people like that too. Like it's like I, like I could date you, if we were single. Like I could find a state. I don't feel like our relationship would be great. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if we had a romantic relationship, it. Honestly, I feel like we just annoy the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. And not in like a cutesy way. Like, I don't think our relationship would last that long, right? I flirt, but I don't flirt with other people. Like it's some sort of like platonic flirting. Oh yeah. We do. Like like you and I do that. I do that with my friends. Um dude, if you don't platonically flirt with me, something's wrong. <laughs> all of my friends and I all of, all of my body friends and I, we have I have a lot of them, okay? It is like bi culture to platonically flirt with your bi friends. Yeah. You can't not. It is required yeah. by the gods of bisexuality. And for me, like, there's a difference between like flirting like that and like flirting. Right. Which, like, if I went up to someone in the bar and I was just like rubbing on their shoulder and like, yeah. hey, like, how are you doing? So, like, that's different than like, God, you're so fucking hot. Yeah, which we like, do all the time. Like, ah, uh, like commenting on each other's pictures. have my, dad. would you like how my children? Like, you're so fucking hot. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, I like we like we platonically, platonically flirt with each other. And like, if I was single, I'd, I'd like probably flirt with them hardcore. Right. I don't think we'd ever get to a relationship. Knowing the both of you, especially you, really well, I don't think I would see it. Yeah. actually kind of goes into that goes into the next one so as a bisexual homosexual poly like i don't i don't know like i am sexually attracted to other people Mm -hmm. no wonder like no matter their gender but for me knowing their gender is important like i don't know how to explain it like it's it's not going to determine whether i date them or not but Like, if my partner came out as non-binary or was a trans woman, like, my feelings wouldn't change. Mm -hmm. But, like, maybe my, like, a certain demeanor would change to kind of adapt towards their changed gender identity. Whereas, like, pansexual people kind of, like, I don't know how to explain it. And this isn't really exactly the way to say it. Like, they don't, they see gender, but they don't see gender. The way that I've heard it explained is bisexual people are attracted to somebody because of their gender. Pansexual people are attracted to people who are biased. okay, Yeah, their, of their gender, which makes a lot of sense. My favorite thing about pansexuals, though, is I love the running joke of being attracted Youth to kids. Fans. Yeah, <laughs> I love the running, the running joke of being attracted to the kids wear. And I'm toyed the line between bisexual and pansexual. And I'm just, I'm not going to go and deep dive into it because I don't know anymore. And I yeah. think it's a lot of work. <laughs> and I'm tired and lazy and old so yeah like either way my sexuality is still my sexuality even though i'm married to a man um but like you know it's it's a difficult one to kind of navigate when you've been with a partner for so long yeah At point it almost feels like yeah you know <laughs> yeah and like the states you're through forever so it's like yeah but like yeah that's the fact of the way i heard it described is. Bisexual is attracting somebody like, in conjunction with their gender, and sexual is attracting somebody regardless of their gender. Okay. So, yeah. kind of just like, right. yeah. Uh, but this second one is like, I don't trust men who are friends with women or women who are friends with men. That gets me, especially because I have a really good guy friend. And it's just like, i'm bisexual so i can't be friends with anybody literally like you know brad right. using this point then i can't have any friends because like mm-hmm. oh well i could sleep with any of them because i would find any of them attractive. that's the same idea as like oh bisexual women and bisexual men are more likely to cheat which no we're not no we're not obviously i am like we've been with our partner long term mine's 12 years yours is 10 yeah, yeah like, like it was like i have like Cheating has nothing to do with your sexual orientation. Like, no, I am so still... People who cheat. And, like, they're not, like... Like, I'm not best friends with them because, like, we've grown out of that. Like, we've grown out because I met them in high school. But there are a couple of exes that I'm still, like, friends with. And they're both guys and my partner doesn't care. Yeah. this. I, I have a guy best friend. I have an ex of mine that's a good friend of mine, too. That's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we we trust each other. Like, he... he um He had an a long-distance ex that, like, just came out of the woodwork and told me about it. And I was like, well, I don't care if you're friends with her. Like, if I had a problem with it, then that's something that I need to think about, especially if you haven't given me a reason to not trust you. And then it's like, if I don't trust you in that regard, why am I with you? Um, And obviously, like, there are some situations that kind of, like, get muddled in a gray area where you have to deep dive through it. But, like in regards to our relationship it's like we have never given each other a reason to doubt Mm -hmm. like our like us like our fidelity you know um so i was like i don't care like if she starts making you uncomfortable and like she keeps pushing or like stepping past boundaries despite you saying something like because my partner is like too nice to just kind of cut it off i was like if you feel like you want me to step in like i will but, yeah, so, like, like that type of thing, like, pisses me off. Because, like, here. the thing is, is there are some people who do cheat. Yeah. Who, like, can't be friends with other people because they have a history of infidelity. Mm-hmm. And I know somebody who's very close to me who's like that. Mm-hmm. But that is not his partner's job. No. That is something that he has to take care of. Yeah. Like, that is a him problem. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah. So, someone, so, so, so hi, it's me, I'm the problem. Yeah. That's that person. It's They are the problem. Yeah. So, it's like, I... Why... Why be with somebody if you don't trust that they can be faithful to you? Right. No, that's a good question, honestly, I've seen it so many times. Yeah. And I feel like it goes the saying, but that's because I know myself really well in this regard. But, like, being poly is completely different in that regard because you can still cheat while you're in a poly relationship. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, some people like might be like, well what about polyamorous people? It's like you can still you can be in a polyamorous relationship with multiple people and still cheat. So that's mm-hmm. that still requires a sense of faithfulness. Right. So it still applies to that. Um but yeah it's like why 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 why? Like In high school, especially freshman and sophomore year, I was friends with a lot more guys than girls because it was just easier. And some of those guys, a a good chunk of them are some of my friends now. Yeah. Uh, Two of them, actually, I went home pretty recently, I think last year or earlier this year, way earlier this year. And I actually saw them for the first time in 10 years. It was so good to see them again. And it just reminded me, like, yeah, you know what? Having friends, no matter the gender, is the best. Like, I, I really enjoyed being in their company and it was i remember us talking because we met in freshman year and we sat down at for drinks and dinner all together and it was like guys this is so weird full circle to sit down with you guys and have like beer and food as adults yeah like it was a weird feeling because like we'd known each other since i was like 13 years old like it's a huge full circle moment we, i've known them for like 15 years at this point which is a really weird thing to think about and i can't imagine not having like some of my guy friends one of my best guy friends adam and you can leave his name in here um because i I will be telling him about the podcast how yet he's really a very busy guy but he is he is one of my best guy friends pretty much my best guy friend there is i met him my first semester of college and a lot of people were really not like they were very skeptical about us being friends at that point because my husband at the time just my boyfriend was away and so people automatically thought oh like she's making friends with this guy and she's gonna cheat and things are gonna happen they never did because the very first thing i told my friend was hey i am in a long-term committed relationship with somebody and i am not open to anything besides friendship and if that's gonna be a problem for you that we don't have to be friends because my, part- my partner comes first. And when he respected that, he really, really likes my partner. Like we all get along really well. So it is totally possible to be attracted to a certain gender and still be friends with them. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the problem is, is a lot of people, when they have this mentality of like, you can't be friends with the opposite sex, it's because they don't respect the opposite sex yeah. in a certain way. And you only see them as sexual objects. Which then is the everyone is not respecting your partner. Like, why would you want to control who your partner talks to? Exactly. Like, it's one of those things where like there have been times and this has I will say it's my life being able to like pick up social views and whatnot. Um, but there have been times where like I was talking to like a couple of my like, guy friends and I was just talking to them as friends. Yeah. But then they were, like start hitting on me and start trying to flirt with it i'm like dude like i'm in a long like i'm in a relationship and i'm where did this come from right i did not leave this window open for you right well and it's like for me i can't be insecure about that because some of my very best friends who are women are also really good friends with my husband yeah you get along really well with my husband one of my best friends who i'm not going to say her name on here who I've known since freshman year of high school, met my husband through me, and they are like brother and sister. Yeah, they are literally like, they'll talk to each other outside of me, and that doesn't bother me. Yeah, because there's no interest there. Yeah, one of my other best friends, who's also best friends with that friend I just mentioned, there's three of us, have also known each other. And you guys, let me put this one further. That one friend of mine, my husband asked her out freshman year of high school. I don't care because the attraction is not there. First of all, she turned him down. But second of all, like he said, like that ship has sailed. Yeah, I briefly was interested in her freshman year. She turned me down, and I moved on. Yeah, and ever since then, there's been no interest, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. They've hung out without me. They're, yeah, and you know what, you guys, it comes down to trust. Mm-hmm. I trust both of them, and if they shatter that trust, that's not not on me. Yeah, well, I trusted them, and that's fine. Maybe I misplaced that trust, but they broke it. And yeah, if that's what they're gonna do, but I trust my partner, and I trust my friends. Yeah, well, it's like I I love your husband. I oh, did great. I can get along with him so well. A lot of people do he's hot. Stand him. He is ship but we stand in my golden retriever. We must stand your golden retriever husband. Yes. But like I have no interest there. Yeah. Or well, you did that your problem. That would be your problem. was my problem now. And and so it's like one of my exes that I am friends with, like, there was a time where I had to distance myself from him because we hung out after not seeing each other for a few years. We hung out as friends with one of our other mutual friends. I had been with my partner for like three years at this point. Yeah, um, my partner didn't care that I was hanging out with him. Like, I, I told my partner I was like, hey, like I'm gonna go hang out with so and so. Like, mm-hmm. let me know if you'd rather me not do that. Like, right. not because I'm asking for because, yeah, like it's out of respect. Like, if it makes you uncomfortable, then like I won't go. We can have a some conversation about it. Okay? Right. But, like, it's my relationship, my romantic relationship with my partner is more important than my friendship with them. Um, And so, like, my friends and I, we went out. And then, um, it's which, like I said, my ex, like, I had already been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Um, He texted me afterwards and was, like, doing this weird, like, hinting game about how he still has, like, a crush on somebody. Turns out it was about me. And I was like, dude you're three years too late we have already tried this and you're the one that left me yeah like i'm happy with my art i don't like i want to be friends with you because we we were like that dude we were such good friends like we got along so well we had so many jobs made each other laugh so much which is why yeah. like, while we were together like we were so well but then ended up leaving we were in high school it was fine um and so, like, after that, I was like, you don't have a crush on me. You are just newly single in your feelings. Mm-hmm. There's a history. There's a history. We hung out after not seeing each other for a few years. I think you think you have a crush on me, but you don't. Yeah. Like, you you don't. And so. that's the hypersensitive wanting to be wanted. Yeah. And so, like, we, like, I distanced myself from him. We didn't talk for a little bit. And then he was with his girlfriend at the time um i met his girlfriend at the time and we were great because i was like i he was one of those people where like he would let his partner control him without any like anything like oh you like they his girlfriends would be like you have a friend that's a girl that's not okay you want to block her and i straight up told him told him that i was like i'm not doing that anymore yeah you're either gonna be my friend or you're not well and you guys i'm gonna be super honest here i am a girl's girl to the end i'm here for women's rights and women's wrongs but you cannot project your own insecurity and distrust of somebody onto somebody else if you have a problem with me have a conversation Right, then i can tell you hey i'm in a long-term relationship i have absolutely no attraction to this person we were best friends before you even came into the picture right yeah like we had already tried dating and that ended after like two months Mm -hmm. years ago yeah like if i was interested in him i'd be flirting with him i am not flirting with him yeah like we're literally talking about llamas with hats (laughs) i'd love that like seriously like in cthulhu and whatnot like not attracted to him like i've straight up told a girl i was like dude already been down that road don't want to go back i am with my partner for years now I, if i wanted to have him i would i ran into that too but it wasn't with somebody who was my partner it was with my guy friend so didn't get into relationships with these girls who immediately saw me as a threat like i don't know why i've never been interested in him i've never given that i was already with my now husband then boyfriend slash fiance there was no chance of that happening and I think the reason why was because he had made it clear to them that like they didn't get to put themselves on a pedestal above me at that point because his, his whole model until he met his current fiance, which this is a really healthy idea to have, he was like, you know, she's gonna be in my wedding, whoever it's to, you will not and you're gonna behave this way. And he made it clear to these girls, like, this person is like my sister. She's a huge part of my life. You do not get to dictate whether or not she's there, and if you don't like it, that's your problem, and we don't have to. His current fiance is really sweet. He's very happy with her. And he does prioritize her about me, which he should. Yeah, I encourage that. That's your future wife. Absolutely, that should be her your first priority. But he also did tell her the same thing, which she's like, this is somebody who's a big deal. She's like my sister. And you don't get to decide if she's going to be in my life. So if you're going to try, we don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. And... I told him at one point, I said, you know, I don't want to jeopardize your relationships. And he's like, you're not. They're jeopardizing it themselves by not respecting my boundary, which is that you are like my sister. Yep. And they don't get to dictate whether or not you are. Yeah. And it's a really healthy idea to have, honestly. mm mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, unless this person is your future, which obviously Miss fiance now is, letting somebody like who, who may be temporary come above somebody who you consider a permanent fixture in your life is super toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just super toxic i have walked away from long-term friendships over my husband because he's more important yeah i had a long-term friend who i was best friends with since sixth grade inseparable style like he, whoops like knew everything about me we spent all the time together she jeopardized our friendship by flirting with my husband ooh before he was my husband ooh and when that happened, my view of her changed immediately. Yeah. Because this is somebody who is very important to me. She knew this. Like, mm-hmm. you know that. And you are now jeopardizing us by throwing your hat in the ring to somebody who is extremely important to me. And she didn't do this in the beginning. She did this after we graduated high school. So at that point, my husband and I, who were the with just my boyfriend, had been together for like two years. Like, there was no question we were going to stay together. That was my future. Mm -hmm. So, like, doing that, when you know, like, this isn't the very beginning, the first couple months of dating. This was, we graduated high school, and there was talk of getting married already. Like, to do that is so disrespectful. So, yeah, I'll walk away from a long-term friendship with my partner, because it's the way it should be. Well, that's the thing is that, like, I have walked away from people who were, like, my friends are who is supposed to be my friends because they crossed my boundary. And then even after I called them out, continue to disrespect it. Yeah. Because there was, um there was one time where like this guy like started flirting with me and I had already started dating my partner. Right. And I was like, Oh, like I'm, I straight have told him like, do you not see the guy in my profile picture? Literally like highlight like, my relationship status with, because he had a Facebook account. Right. At I was like, my relationship status with him, like you're that's just disrespect I'm like, you're being disrespectful. And he started calling me a bitch. And I was like, Okay, you are literally messaging me as seeing the guy that I'm literally like holding on to in my profile picture. I am not the one being a bitch. You're being a dumbass, disrespectful about yeah, it. Literally, you're just being an idiot. Yeah, and I just you're I started only developing it. Yeah. You're literally hurting your own feelings. And at that point I have no pity for you. Yeah, it well trying okay. to say like oh, well, you know what? He doesn't know won't hurt him. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, funny, because if you tried something, he most definitely would know, because I would tell him. Yeah. I don't get what it from him. Guess what? It may not hurt him. It's sure going to hurt you. Yeah. Oh. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I, I've had people try to like, make me the other woman. No. Absolutely. Okay. And like, oh, well, like, what well, she won't know or her. I'm like, I'll hurt you. Like, I, I was like, I will literally tell her right now. Yeah, I'll go tell her for you. Like, it's going to hurt her because I'm going to tell her. Yeah. At my own risk of sounding like a dick. Like, I'm going to tell her because she doesn't deserve that. Like, if I don't perceive myself as a threat, but if you start making me a threat... Then I'll be one. Then I'll be one. And it's not going to be against your partner. It's going to be against you. Yeah, and you know that I'm not going to tell me that shit. No shame. I won't be that threat against you because... You're, I, if there's one thing I will not be, it's another woman. If there's one thing I will not do, it's ruin a relationship that way. Yeah. But if you come to me and ruin your own relationship to that, I'm going to be the only reason why it ends because I'm going to tell them. Yeah. There, I, like I said, I'm a girl's a girl, y'all. I'm going to save a girl from trying to be, be with you long term if you're, that's what yep. you're going to be. Well, that's the thing is like, because like there's a difference because if we're just having like a straight up conversation, like again, like for example, like lawless with hats. Yeah. And we're, I'm like, talking f- about it. Like, that's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not a threat. No. But if you start flirting with me, that's a p- Especially while either you have a corner and or I have a corner. Yeah. That's... I'm not going to keep letting that happen. Nope. The fact that you think that that's okay just already crosses my boundary. Yeah? Especially because I didn't leave a fucking window for that. Literally, like, we don't leave those windows open. Yeah. Well, so it shouldn't be considered a thing to be like, oh, this is a window. It's not. Mm-hmm. Like I'll text my ex like sometimes and like he is still technically my ex but it's been like okay like twelve years since yeah. I dated or something like he's my friend like I'll text him and be like hey like did you get the kids for the holidays and whatnot because yeah like he and his now ex wife you know they're not together anymore mm-hmm. um and he's like oh yeah like I I get them for the week until this day I'm like oh like that's cool I'm glad that you were able to see them because Go for ahead. a while he. Wasn't sure if he was going to be able to see them because she was trying to, like, pull some stupid-ass strings and be manipulative. I hate that. Um, but then, like, we talked about Cthulhu, and, like, in November, we talked about um, V for Vendetta. Because, like, that, for some reason, that's our thing. Right. Where it's, like, you know, the 5th of November and whatnot. Um, so, like, I text him. I'm like, are you watching it? Did you watch it? You better watch it if you haven't. He was like, yes, I'm watching it right now. Like, good. Do you guys do you guys know what that is it's called friendship uh-huh it's literally yeah friendly, believe later right or God. like friends like if if my partner had a friend that was a girl like literally or like if he was closer with you right like he he just doesn't have any friends that he's close to in general right um oh. but like if he was closer with you or really any other girl like I'm not gonna feel threatened until there's something that's really if, if there's a reason for it yeah and then if he cheats like if he cheated on me then it's like okay good yeah, yeah like to yeah. mm-hmm. Like it's like well shit like that's the end of an era but that's not on me no yeah it's not because at the end of the day you did everything right yeah but like it's just that's not on you and it, yeah. no it wouldn't be but also y'all just to be clear and i'm gonna make this super crystal clear when we talk about these things shane and i are never ever a threat to each other's relationships ever no there's nothing nothing that would cause that for either one of us in our relationships mm-hmm. like i have literally less than zero interest in your partner and you have less than zero interest yeah. in behind romantically both of us feel that way both of our partners are great guys we, we like each other's partners and people but that's never going to be a problem mm-hmm. and if it ever wouldn't be any shocked like that'd be a weird like out-of-body experience to be honest in yeah. you know, our habit I would I would not know what to do well it's just I, it's one of those things where it's like you fit with your partner so well and I fit with my yes partner. I agree right. like and I I have been in relationships where like I imagined being with somebody else mm-hmm. and it it was you know when I was a teenager and we were like together for like a month or two months or two. right and then it's kind of like your mind waters yeah and then like you know, especially when it's like you know like they just like stop showing interest in viewers. Right. And then I want to shift in the dynamic. But like I have never had the want or the urge to be in a relationship with somebody else outside of my career. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it i I just don't have that urge. Like I can find people to be hot as fuck. Like yeah. your husband has a dog chunk of an ass. He does. He and he's a good looking dude. He is. Yeah like, that's you is an attractive man. He's conventionally attractive and this is what I run into you guys my husband is a very attractive human like unconventionally attractive standards and he doesn't know it which is really cute he's such a humble guy dude like women will flirt with him and i'll point it out and he's like they're not flirting on my <laughs> they are like and it's not even me being that like wife that's like get away from my husband it's not like if you're gonna flirt with my husband like i good luck because he's never to he's never notice exactly it's the same with my partner. Uh, but i'm just not even gonna notice i him. shouldn't have told my partner i was like it's not that like I want other people to flirt with yeah. you, but I want other people to flirt. Like I want to go to a bar, mm-hmm. and I want like for you to witness how many girls are gonna come up to you and flirt with you. Yeah, you are, I mean, I'm emotionally attractive. You're an attractive guy. And like he, when he was a high, like when he was in high school, he was like a really scrawny nerd, so he never saw himself like that. Like yeah. I remember when he and I first started dating and he was getting ready to go on the like ambassadors of music trip to Europe and it was during the summertime, but he apparently never wore shorts until we started dating. Well he was stuck here, dude wasn't wearing a short. Well, he was so like self conscious about how hairy his legs were. Um I don't think, I mean, you're like a teenage guy. Of course, your legs are going to be here. You're, I period, like, like have my legs, like, whatever. But, like, his parents straight up told me, like, I remember his mom telling me, like, yeah, I've never seen him wear shorts, like, out in public, like, around other people before. Oh, and then I started dating you. And I was like, huh. Hmm. And, like, now, like, he has put on a shit ton of muscle. He, like, has grown out some of his facial hair. And, like, he doesn't wear his glasses. He doesn't look like a scrawny band kid anymore like he looks conventionally attractive right. and he doesn't see it he doesn't think so i'm like babe hey, you're hot and he's Isn't like that's fresh you think that because you're with me and i'm like okay i get know. it oh like you are actually hot like if we went up to the bar and like you sat like a couple tables down like there would be girls coming up to flirt with you yeah like literally, like I would be like, "Hey, can you go get like, can you go get us a drink? Or if you're gonna go get me, like, go get a drink, go get me one. Mm-hmm. Just wait there a little bit and see how many girls come up and try to flirt with you and try to take you home. Literally, it's and I think that a lot of guys don't understand. Um, it just hard like, like, guys don't understand. I want you to see how hot you are. I just want to scream, "You're so hot!" I know, like, like oh why can't you just see it, dude? Oh man, like, come on. I didn't know. And rambled, you guys ass off. we're gonna get into a segment called the bs being left in 2023 so these are things this is like resolutions for us but not yeah instead of like i'm going to do this these are i'm not going to do this mm-hmm. this is bullshit that's not happening in 2023 because it does not belong there i've started all the rest of the segment so far i'm gonna have you do yours okay so mine like previously mentioned is the internal ableism that is something that I have been working on and will always be working on. <laughs> um, because that's just my nature. Like I put my standards for myself so extremely high to where it's unrealistic. But like for other people, like it's fine if other people make mistakes Right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm really hard on myself. It's like, it, it's fine if you, like, you know, you guys should take a break, you know, t- make sure you rest. But then when it's me, it's like, no, I don't deserve a right? break. I don't deserve a break. very bad. I'm about that. I have to admit that you guys have to agree with her. She's really good at reminding me to be kind to myself all the time. Like, you always, are, when I express to you that I'm having a hard time, I'm having a bad day you're really quick to be like okay like, give yourself some grace like take a rest it's okay but the moment i suggest that to you it's like i absolutely can't rest for anyone i'm so thing. meditating my own advice so but it's okay like, we all are because i am too uh, and the second one which is um what i'm not going to do is not going to force myself to go out just you know just for the photos or just because i feel obligated when i really don't want to when i want to stay in yeah i just kind of take time to myself and like not in like not in a depression way where it's like you have your little like depression room or depression hole you don't see this sunlight for like five days at a time um but it's like not pushing myself when i am exhausted it just fried right because like there are times where it's like it would be better if I went out. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, then yeah, like I'm going to go out. But then like trying to like force myself to like keep up with other people when they're going out, like almost every night, like that's not healthy for me. And I'll tell you right now, she is not talking about me because I, I am such a homebody. I'm the quickest one. She's like, hey, you want to stay in and do mapping? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, well, because you're so much like that. Whenever you're like, yeah. "Hey, do you want to go do this?" And I'm like, like, "Yeah, yeah," because both of us are the same way. We're very much like a stay home until somebody suggests otherwise. Well, and even if I'm just like not in with going out, mm-hmm. and, like you offer, it's like I feel comfortable telling you no. You and you have, and that's totally cool. Yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't feel like you're gonna judge me. Um, bullshit being left in 2023, and this is not just for me; it's for literally everybody else. Take your fucking meds. Oh, my God. Do you know what's not take your meds? I have been off my meds for multiple months, and that's including the meds that I have in my cupboard that I should be taking on a daily, my antidepressant. I'm not even going to talk because they oversee it. Like, take your fucking meds. Take your fucking meds. I have an appointment to restart my ADHD meds in a couple of weeks. Going to fucking do it. Like, mean, that's a that. Yeah, it's going to help me a lot. But, like, the depression ones, when I actively have them take them yeah like and i got out of my routine like i was really good about taking them and then i got out of my routine when i um quit my like long-term job. um shouldn't have done that but there was no way i would have been able to know yeah um yeah no take your fucking meds okay please take your goddamn meds um bullshit being left in 2023 having an unfinished bachelor's degree Honestly, I am twenty-five. I do not have to shoot for my dream right now. I just want to finish my fucking bachelor's degree. Uh-huh. Like I and I want a good paying job. So like, my dream can you can work to it, and it I can work right up now. to It like it doesn't have to happen right now. So like, I'm looking into getting a cybersecurity degree. Does that make it because get to work from home. Oh, dude, it's such a good degree to have. It. It's it's cool. It's so useful. I get to work from home. I get to learn so much shit. I get to work behind the curtains. I don't have to talk to everybody. I'm not a not... person. Like, I'm not client or patient-facing. Yeah. But that also, that's a degree that's going to continue in the future. Because cybersecurity will always need to be a thing that will acknowledge technology. We have. You can be employed by literally anybody with that kind of degree. So it's a great idea. And it pays really well. Yes, literally, the entry-level um, annual salary that I would get would put us so comfortably, like... My partner would not have to work. Yeah. Like, he probably would because he would not be able to not work. Like, he would just... He would that break. would be crazy. I'd be comfortable. Yeah, it would make us really comfortable. we be able to pay off my debt, be able to go, like, buy a house and whatnot. Like, it would just... And I wouldn't... Like, it's about woman helping customer service. Like, literally, even if I was working in IT and, like, troubleshooting, literally, I can take as many calls as I want. It's not, like, freaking, like, customer service, like... Oh, you lost your package? Let me try and find it. It's like, oh, you're having a problem with your computer. What's going on? Let yep. me walk. Steps up. I had a job where I work. Y'all, a lot of them work from home. Mm-hmm. And it's a great setup. It would just be so good for me. No, they would. Like, it. It. I had kind the thing of... As like, you take a job where my job of is, and you're going to have a commute now. But it's a thing, because most of your commute will be stuck. Yeah. But it's like, I had this revelation where it's like, is going for my dream important? Yes, but also no. If you're twenty five, like you have, and what I what I really want to do is just like do a shit ton of research for like like in the psych field and whatnot. Like yeah. Would I be a great counselor, great therapist? Yeah, but that's not what I really, really, really want to do. I can do all these all this research just on the internet, like on my own. I think you'll really have to have her. Her. I don't have to have a degree I think you realized that this year because when I first met you last year, And you guys, spoiler alert, we've known each other since 2022. So this is a very short but very strong friendship. And uh, when I first met you, that was your dream, was the site thing. And I think you realized this year that, like, while you love it, maybe you don't want to make a job out of it. Maybe that doesn't have to be your profession. And you know what? That's totally respectable. Yeah. Because there are plenty of people who know a lot, but they don't make it their job. Yeah. And I I I, know a lot about a lot of things that don't make it my job. And even then, like, even if I do want to go for my degree, I can, but it... it would be better if I was in a comfortable spot so that right. I don't have to feel stressed about like working 40 to 60 hours a week while also doing school on top of that. Yeah, and a cybersecurity degree, you can also work for yourself at certain points too and be a consultant, which makes it Yeah, so yeah. Leaving my unfinished bachelor's degree because I literally have a year left. Dude, you need to get that. Done. I need to get that done. As somebody who took seven years to do it because I had to make my, my jobs a priority before my degree, yeah, I get it done. Yeah. Um, the next thing is toxic work environments, and I oh, this year I'm going to avoid some else. just waiting for the background check to come back, which it should this week because it's squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also not it says not working on my health. Mm-hmm. It's more like not prioritizing my health. Yeah. So like I, and this is like physical and mental. Health. Yeah. Um, part of that is not taking my meds. Mm-hmm. That is not prioritizing myself. Uh, that is also letting me go and do whatever i want else like the I'm i don't have any discipline when it comes to that mm-hmm. it's also part of like my diet and exercise um i do need to do that more that is more beneficial for me i always felt better after doing that right and like my diet has been like really shitty honestly mm-hmm. um and it, it's not just like oh only eat salads and chicken with broccoli like no like we have the same thing for dinner except like maybe on weekends but like during weekdays We have the same thing for dinner every night. It's literally like baked chicken legs with like some salt and garlic powder on it with some tater tots. You meal prep that in the oven for a couple hours and then you throw it in the oven for like maybe like half an hour with the tater tots. Yeah. And it's good. It's real simple. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's significantly healthier than most other dinners. Um, But like I will like be driving from work and then I'll like stop at like Dairy Queen freaking chicken strip basket like more often than I should. And like it it's one of those things where like you should have balance. Like I'm not gonna restrict myself from having, you know, like fucking twist co when I want one. But if I had one yesterday, I really don't need to go and get another one just because like I have like the freaking Yasso poppables that I told you I'm obsessed with. I have those in the freezer. I can just eat those. Those are only like those are like lower on calories and they're better on the macro. It's also safe. It's gonna save me money too. So like I I fall into that like vicious cycle and whatnot. So like I because I'm able to, I really should prioritize that as well. And like I like feeling stronger. I like feeling healthier. Who doesn't? Like going to the gym, I'm not gonna run like three miles. Like I'm I might do like a walk on the um treadmill to, you know, kind of warm up and whatnot. But I'm gonna primarily weightlift. Like maybe one day I might do some cardio because I just don't feel like weight take. No, and that's fine. Like with my the uh, main goal is movement. Yeah, the main goal is movement and not sitting on my ass all day every day. Like I, I, I do need to be active. So even though like I'm not making it my resolution, because that would just like set me up to fail. I don't do resolutions for that very yeah, <laughs> but it's like I'm, I'm going to prioritize myself and. Me working on my health as a form of prioritizing myself, so I could myself like I, I need to go back to therapy. Like, it's I'm not in a rush to because like I'm not in a crisis, but like I just always felt better after therapy and it always gave me something to think about afterwards. Yeah, like self improvement, prioritize myself. Those are good ones to so left off in 2023. I like that. So, my first one is imposter syndrome, and this is something I suffer from a lot, especially in my current job. and I think this idea of leaving imposter syndrome behind in 2023 really came after my work review this year because i had been feeling for a while like i'm not useful why am i in this job like i'm not helping as many people as i want i'm not getting as many things done and it came from my review because my boss and both my bosses kind of admitted that they feel like they're underutilizing me and then my boss Trina, said like that's not you but it's us mm-hmm. and so when he said that i realized that, like my imposter syndrome doesn't need to be there because i got the job that i meant for a reason mm-hmm. and While I could be doing more, a lot of it is not my fault. Because until I am posed with, hey, these are new things that we need from you, it's kind of hard to mind-read, you know? So I have a lot of imposter syndrome where I just feel like, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not this or this. Mm. And it holds me back a lot. Like, I really enjoy writing. I'm actually actively—in my my system right now, I have, like, three books that I'm halfway through writing that I've stopped writing— me too because my imposter syndrome is like these are not as good as they should be these aren't as good as the books i read and i stop and i think that's held me back from a lot of things that i really enjoy pursuing because i get into this level where i'm like i'm not good enough i'm not good as this and then it's really easy just to give up because it's like well what's the point you know so that's being left behind 2023 um the other one which i laugh about to my brain right now because the way i'm dressed right now is exactly what well, i don't want to be dressing like very soon so i have held back on my personal style a lot and remember when i was over in the car and i told you about this the music we were listening to is kind of a thing to this so when i was in the middle of high school i went through a very strong quote quote emo phase and i got out of it as i got older and i'm starting to realize that while i don't want to go back to that my favorite style of everything, makeup, style, everything like that is grunge. Like, I love a good grunge moment. And I'm really getting tired of looking at these styles of makeup and outfit and all of this and thinking, oh, I'll do that one day. Okay, I'm almost 30. I need to get on it now. So I still can. <laughs> um, so I want to get into that where, you know, I, I dress and look a certain way that I actually like. Because right now, a lot of the way I dress and look is kind of two things. Number one, comfort. And number two, laziness. And while comfort does not have to be forsaken for style, I ignore it a lot when I'm getting dressed. Because it's just easy to throw on whatever I feel like and get out the door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the idea, which I didn't write on here, but I'm going to throw it in, Um I am a huge, huge fan of makeup. I collect it. I have a huge, massive shake in the vest. I have a huge collection of makeup. Yep. And before the pandemic hit, I used to wear makeup six days a week. I was in love with it, obsessed with it. I did it during my time off. I experiment and do different makeup looks. And I have since lost that, because a lot, of, largely because of the pandemic. And I'm starting to realize, like, I don't want to lose my love for it. So I really want to get back into doing it again. Even if it doesn't mean I, w- I don't wear makeup every day because I don't have time, but, like, I want to go back to doing it at least like a couple times a week where I can enjoy myself and express it through that. So I'm going to leave holding back on my personal style and things that I love in 2023 because I just don't feel like doing that anymore. And I have hit the point this year where it's like, I don't give a damn what people think about the way I look. It does not matter at all. People can have their opinions in public. They are irrelevant. Um, The third one, which this one's going to be a difficult one, but it's something that I realized very recently that I've been doing is letting my depression issues win a lot. Like I've, and and it's so hard because sometimes you'll be depressed and you don't even notice it. Like it's really easy to fall into a routine and get like used to it. Mm -hmm. But like I've noticed lately things have gotten like normal, basic things have become very taxing for me. Like showers, like I shower twice a day because I have to. It's that compulsion for me. I don't feel clean. But like I'll get in the shower and like usually certain things that I'll do in the shower, like exfoliating or like like doing certain things like that that I usually would do on a regular basis are becoming like they feel like a lot. Like I'll still brush my teeth every day, but f- it feels like a lot. Brushing my hair this one, you guys, this year my hair has been so neglected and I have very curly hair, so neglecting my hair is not good for it. But I have gotten to the point where it's like I'll go to bed and just put my hair in a bun and hope for the best because I know there's tangles in it and I know I'm making it worse. But I can't really help that because then the idea of brushing my hair is exhausting. So it's little things like that where, like, it's not even just being tired. It's the depression part of it. Mm. Every, these things feel like a lot. And then realistically, they're not. But, like, to my brain, they are. And I've kind of recently just allowed it. Like, i am just kind of just gone with it. But I know that I can power past that if I really need to. And I think that if I give myself more, like, effort and ability to push past it, while I can't completely get rid of my depression, it's going to help me a lot to feel better. So I need to, like, stop letting those feelings of, like, this is too much rule my what I'm doing. Because it's really hard to fall out of once you fall into it. But, like, I need to stop being on autopilot and allowing that to just drive what i'm doing so i'm gonna leave that in 2023 i'm gonna take better care of myself next year because i really need to again really good about taking my giving other people advice take good care of yourself do all this the moment it comes to me i'm really bad at taking that advice yo um guilt over taking care of myself so this is another one um where i am really bad about this i'm really good about taking care of other people like my husband, my friends, my family, I'm really good at taking care of all of you guys. But when it comes to prioritizing myself, I'm really bad at So I need to be better about, like, if I need time for me, if I need time to do something that makes me feel better, even if it's not by myself, but just do something for me, like, if I need a voice that I need something for me, I need to stop being guilty over that. Like, let me give you an example that's going to make you mad, but it's the truth. When <laughs> asked me what I wanted to do for my birthday... I immediately started thinking about things that both you and him would enjoy because I don't want to bore you guys and I started to realize like it's my birthday this this is the day that I sure I'm to do whatever the hell I want and I don't I love being considered those around me the people who I care about around me I want to prioritize them to almost a fault so like my mom was like well he's not going to want to go to Ulta like what if he gets forward drifting whatever and then I realized like this is the one day I should be able to do it. so like Prioritizing myself shouldn't be something that's guilty, especially in situations like that. Well, that and, like, obviously I can't speak for but for myself, like, yeah. if there were things that you wanted to do that I really didn't want to, like, let me allow myself to make those choices. Right, exactly. You know, like, yeah. no. don't worry about it. I can handle myself. Right. So, like, handle yourself. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Do what you want to do. I also know that, like, with you and with the birthdays especially, to you... Even if it was something I didn't, you didn't want to do, you'd probably come anyway just because it's my birthday and you wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what's important to me to, about that day that's coming up is, like, I just want to be around my husband, you and my husband. Because right now in this area, you two are the people that I care the most about uh, where we are, you know? So it's, it's going to bring me joy to be around you guys. And I think that's my problem is, like, I'll put everybody above myself, and I do that all the time. My husband above me, my friends above me, my family above me. And it's not always a bad thing. But when I do that as a crutch to ignore myself, that's a problem. Yeah. And I allow that guilt of taking care of myself to be the reason why I ignore myself, which is a problem. (laughs) So I need to start taking better care of myself. Like the other day, a really good example of this was when we were filming or recording our episode number three. Mm -hmm. And I was here after work. I'd been up since 4.30. I came straight from work to here. We were recording the episode. I got really late. And in my brain, I was sitting there thinking, I really want to just come back on Tuesday and do this and do this one episode now and then go home and rest. But my brain was like, oh, but, you know, what if this, like, we need to get this done. But in the end, I chose, like, no, I'm going to speak up because I need to go home. I was tired. I, it was, I need to go further. And so I need to stop being guilty about that. So I'm going to leave that to my 23. Uh, we're fucking leaving dehydration in 2023, friends. Yeah, I am I so bad about drinking water. It is like, and in the beginning of this year, I was so, I don't know what happened, but for like two or three months in the very beginning of 2023, I was really, really good about drinking my daily need of water. I was drinking a minimum of 80 ounces a day. Yeah. And I was a hydrated, well running bitch. <laughs> I was so good about it. And then I just fell off. And I really need to stop doing that because hydration is so important to your health. Mm-hmm. And I felt really good for those first few months of 2023 when I was hydrated. And you guys, we are so heavily made up of water. We're basically cucumbers with anxiety all the time. So like, don't dehydrate yourself if you're a cucumber. Um, so I'm leaving that shit to my point. Yeah, I need to hydrate better. I need to be better about that. And I drink a lot of caffeine, so I really need to be better about that because I need to balance it out in my system. Just... Me too. And then this last one. So my last one that I'm living in 2023 is hiding my body. So as I mentioned to y'all, I'm plus size the word fat is not an insult to me it's a word um but like i have a really bad habit of dressing in a way that hides my body so that people quote quote can't tell i'm fat but it's like hello angela people have fucking eyes (laughs) unless they're actually blind they can see your body no matter what and i've realized that like hiding it doesn't really help like who am I hiding it from? I know it's there. My partner knows it's there. People who know me well know it's there. Strangers can see it, whether I'm draped clothing over it or not. It's still there. So hiding it's kind of stupid because who is it fucking hiding from? Nobody. not a Goddamn person. Like, why am I hiding something everybody can see anyway? And it's not like I'm saying I'm gonna walk around fucking naked and shit, but like, I'm just really tired of like wearing baggy clothing that is hiding it and you said this to me and you're right i think i'm bigger than i am and that is ground into me as body dysmorphia it is just who i am i can't i can't it's really hard to get past it yeah but like a lot of times i'll buy clothes for me that are too big because my big thing is i desperately do not want to be in clothes that are too small yeah so i'll always go too big but the problem is sometimes i go way too big and i make fun of my mom for this all the time and i say make fun it's very light-hearted my mom hates clothing that's even remotely grippy to her. So she buys clothing way too big for her. And my mom is a really small human, you guys? So she's constant like my mom is four eleven and like tiny. And she's like maybe a size medium or a large if that. And she used to buy clothes my size. And it's like, mom, they're swimming on you. And I would make fun of her for four, and now I'm looking at my like, clothes and I'm like, shit, I'm doing the same thing. So we're leaving hiding my fucking body and being insecure about it in form twenty three because you know what? While I do want to better my body, I'm also enough and to hide the one I've got more. Yeah. I'm tired of doing that. Yeah. And nobody's goddamn business what my body is. And, you know, guess what? If you don't like it and don't... So, yeah. Again, how are you mad that I'm fat? Doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> I just want a nice, big, fat ass. Exactly. fat ass. I want a big fat ass. I want my older shoulders. I want those and fat I was so cute the other day. I was looking at my husband and... <laughs> I looked at him, and he was standing there facing away from me because he was taking care of the dogs. And I was looking at him, and he's really wide at the shoulders. You know this. Like, almost insanely so. He's so wide at the shoulders. And I looked at him, and I was like, babe, your shoulders are, like, real big. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah. And he started swinging his arms, and he's like, thanks. <laughs> it was so it. I made him so happy. And I didn't even think anything of it. I was just saying that he had big shoulders because, like, the stretch across yeah. back-to-back is really wide. And he even got so giddy, and I realized, oh, that was a huge compliment. But I was like, babe, your shoulders are, like, huge. Well, like, I don't know, my partner, because um, he went from, like, 120 to, like, 180. He gained, like, 60 pounds of muscle. Ice. Um, he's filled out with real <laughs> isolated. But I was just like, I was like, babe, because I will run into something. Like, babe, you're fat. No. Like, I'm like, it. I I can't I can't move around you because you're fat. Like when we're showering together, and he's like, "Oh my god, really? You think so?" I'm like, well, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah." And you guys have to understand, like she said, her partner used to be really quite scrawny. So like being called that is not an insult to him because he's like, finally, I'm not scrawny. For my partner, it's a muscle thing. He wants to be told totally he's muscular because he loves that shit. Oh yeah, man's thighs are insane. Well, there have been times where like. My partner will not have a shirt on, and mm-hmm. he'll, like, reach for something. I'll just kind of, like, stare at his back, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Babe. I love and it. And he'll just, like, be like, what? Like, you should see this. And I'm like, I'll take a picture of what the device will this. I love checking out my partner. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm just like, hi. Hi. He'll just kind of look at me like, you ever have those moments where you, like, it's your partner? You you're, like, you're yeah, hot. Yeah, i have that. Out. Yeah. I'm like, you're hot. You know? Mm-hmm yeah they don't know how to take it they're like what but yeah those are that's the bullshit we're leaving in 2023 y'all next this next coming year is gonna be a good one i'm not gonna deem it like self-growth or bettering ourselves i'm just gonna call it being fucking better we're gonna just be better and you know what i hope by the end of next year when we're sitting down doing this again because i hope we really are that we can reflect back to this and be like yeah we did leave all that shit 2020 yep that's what i want to do want to get into some bullshit of the year okay so bullshit of the year for the last few years i've been going through a lot of like weird medical stuff to the point to where because of my inconclusive medical results did not i just fucking basically and this is not a healthy mindset Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just get to this point i am not going to worry about it like, worrying about seeking any more care when everything came back quote normal mm-hmm. um, until I end up, like, going to the ER or something. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at, too, because I have that on my list as well. Jan, and I had a really similar year with this because both of us, this is actually one of my bolsters of the year, too, is inconclusive medical results because at one point in the year, I went down a rabbit hole because I had a strange reaction in my eyes where my eyes swelled shut for the first time in my entire life, and the doctors really don't know what caused it. They think it's allergies, but then my eye doctor was going, "Oh, but it could be this," and then all of a sudden, I'm in a rabbit hole of, "Okay, there's, like, there's a lot of different disorders in my family. Could I have that?" And I went through tons of medical testing, different things, X-rays. Um, I had seven vials of blood drawn, and my doctor kept wanting to do more stuff. And the most irritating thing was is that when it came back out, yeah, it came back normal. And it's like, you guys, the things that Shay and I have both experienced are not normal. Yeah. So what the fuck is causing it? Well, like, it got to the point to where I was experiencing, like, weird um, like, weird, like, um uh, apraxia. I can't remember the actual term. I know what it is, but I can't remember it. Where, like, I would just lose, like, all strength in my, like, in my arms or something. I would drop things. I wouldn't be able to, like, pick them up, like, sometimes I'd, like, wake up and be, like... I wouldn't be able to, like, get up for a few mm-hmm. minutes and then I would have to, like, try and haul myself up and I'd wake up and, like, I'd get up and I'd be, like, really dizzy and, like, fall back and, right, you know, when I'm walking, like, I kind of, like, lose my balance and go back and forth. Did they test you for anemia? It's not anemia. Oh, my iron's fine. Um, they ended up testing... Like, they ended up um, testing me for um, autoimmune stuff. They ended up ran right. an ANA panel and then they also had me do a brain MRI mm. because my primary care um was concerned that I was like experiencing MS or like Parkinson's or something mm. and like luckily it came back negative because it was one of those things where I had no family history of it but like I was going down the rabbit hole in my head where like where it'll it'll start somewhere right you know so it's like okay if I do end up having MS, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to work out until, like, I literally can't no more. If I get, like, if I have, like, I don't know if I'm actually going to have kids or not. Like, if I do have kids, I'm going to have the genetic testing and right. stuff like that um, to see if they have the gene. Because I don't, I don't want them to go through that. If I do end up having kids, like, it might be one. And it'll be early on while I can still function. Right. And, like... I was gonna like set up a will and everything. I was waiting until results came back, but it was one of those things where like MS is literally a demyelinating, demyelinating my, myelinating disease um, where you can't stop it. You can't stop it. Like can you treat it. You can treat it and try and like slow down the effects, but you can't stop it. Like I'm probably if I had MS, I'd probably be dead by like fifty. Yeah, um, but. Luckily I like I don't have it, but it was still one of those things where like we were doing so many tests, I was seeing so many different specialists, everything came back normal. Right. And I was still experiencing all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm I'm just done. Like with my with my pots. Like it got to the point to where I'm not gonna like, I'm going to do stuff at home, like just try and mm-hmm. try and stay hydrated and whatnot. Um and like try and keep my blood pressure out because mine would go hypotensive um and like take breaks like if I need to take a day off like I'm stuck on the couch like I will I'm not gonna feel bad about it because I still do but like I don't feel as bad about it right um uh, but like I'm I was done seeing specialists or getting any sort of tests until like until I start fainting yeah because I hadn't fainted yet, because you don't have to faint in order to have POTS. Right, it's just something. And, like, I could do, like, one of those, they call it a poor man's tilt table test. mm mm-hmm. Because, um, like, my mom did it, because literally, like, I, I am, like, my mother's clone. Yeah, same. Because literally everything else that she did that I did came back normal until she did the table test, mm-hmm. and she ended up passing out, and her um hands ended up seizing. Oh, wow. And then she was diagnosed with it. But it was one of those things where it's like, I was waiting till I faint. Yeah, and like I, based off of um what I spoke with the sleep specialist about, like I most likely have some form of narcolepsy. Mm. Um, but he he wants me to do a sleep apnea test first. But I have killer allergies that won't go away, so like I automatically snore, and I don't want to get incorrectly diagnosed with OSA when. I have narcolepsy. Wow! Right. And be, like what the provider told me, I was like, I don't think you have a, um sleep apnea. But in order to accurately test for narcolepsy, we have to test for sleep apnea first. Right. I might end up going back, but because the thing is, like with sleep apnea, it's not just snoring; it's literally just stopping breathing. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, I don't like my partner notices that I snore, but I don't stop breathing. Mm-hmm. Like I just still keep breathing. Like I don't wake up gasping really, um. I don't feel like I like stop breathing or anything like that. But yeah, so because I, it would get to the point where I'd go on trips and I'd like start like dozing and sleeping at the wheel, like, and that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, but somehow I'm able to kind of keep going with which, like, with ADHD meds, especially with, if you take stimulant meds, um, there are a lot of people who are narcoleptic who take Adderall or who take like really any sort of stimulating medication but usually it's Adderall and they take like five milligram immediate release like multiple times throughout the day and they might take like a 10 milligram extended release and then do like the supplemental immediate release like in the afternoon and in the evening so that way they can stay awake right um but yeah, just a lot of shit going on, a lot of tests that came back normal, and I'm just like, until I find myself at the hospital or going to the ER because of one of these things, like, then I'm, I'm just not worry. Yeah. And, like, for me, I had something really similar where that rabbit hole I went down because of my eyes, my optometrist sent me back to my regular doctor because he was concerned that I might have an autoimmune disease. From the reactions my eyes were having and it was a really scary thing to find out which i didn't really realize because i never paid attention to it that i have a ton of family history of autoimmune disease my mom has one my brother has it i have two aunts on both sides who both have lupus hmm. and i remember like talking to my mom about it and like researching lupus and looking it up and becoming immediately terrified because a lot of the symptoms of lupus are things that i live with on a daily basis and so I immediately went to my doctor and was like, we need to do these tests. And she agreed. I expressed my my worry and she agreed. Thank God my doctor listens to me. I really appreciate that. And she ran a whole bunch of tests, not just stuff for, for you know, I, don't know what I mean, but a whole bunch of different things. And they all came back normal. Every single one of them came back normal. And it well, it was great to know I didn't have lupus because so that's something that I was worried about. It was very frustrating to hear. Yeah, you're experiencing all these weird symptoms, but you are not know what's wrong with it. Yeah. yeah. And then I went down the rabbit hole of my allergies as well because I have really, really bad allergies. And one of the things that I faced is constant, like multiple times a month, sinus migraines. Horrible, horrible sinus migraines, pressure. Like, And it's kind of the point where the only thing that really fixes that is a cocktail of irophobin and pseudophyll. It's the only thing that fixes it. Um, And my ent went through and helped me with one thing because i apparently had a sinus infection i didn't know i had mm-hmm. but then he sent me for like an x-ray or a scan of my like i think it was a wasn't it a ct that he said for because you walked me for it of my sinuses and it turned out there was nothing wrong in there they found nothing wrong in there and it was so annoying because it was like he was worried that okay you're having all these migraines like you probably need sinus surgery and that's what we were looking at. And to hear, oh, these sinus migraines you're having are not from this. It's like, what the hell is it from? Like, it's just very annoying. So yeah, these inconclusive medical results are the biggest, biggest bullshit of 2023 for me. Like, I'm tired of being told nothing's wrong with me when I know there's something is. But i have also gotten to look point where you said. It. I'm just going to ignore it. Because at this point, like, with this much, unless they sends me to the hospital, I'm not going to worry about it. What the fuck else am I going to do? Well, like, it's not one of those things where it's like, the providers that I have, like, seen won't do anything for me. hmm Um, it's more like... They're doing what they can. But they can't control the results. hmm Like, they can't put in that I had, like, a positive result on something when I don't actually have it. Um... So, like, I don't blame the provider at all. It's just frustrating that that's how things are working out. Yeah, that's what I feel, too. And I'm not mad at my doctor. Yeah, like, I am. I feel very lucky that the people that I have spoken to, except for one, which I ended up dumping for another provider of a specialty, um, that I've never felt, like, gaslit or denied by a provider. Like, oh, well, like. I, I I never felt disregarded. Like they actually listened to what I had to say, and they're like, "Well, e-, like, they they said that even if I can't like figure out an answer right off the top of my head or something like that, like you are still concerned. Like bare minimum, I'm going to do this because you are concerned. No. You are you you are in your body 24 seven. You know how your body is working better than, like, the providers do. They're just the ones that can kind of put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Or at least look at the big picture and see which puzzle pieces aren't fitting to kind of, like, go through, like, an elimination process, like, bare minimum. Because if they don't know exactly what's going on, they're like, okay, well, we can at least start with this. Start with right. our blood tests. Start to see, like, like, what we were experiencing, like, autoimmune stuff. All of that came back weird, and but also still normal. You're experiencing all these things. So I want to make sure that you don't. Have. But like then, my primary care is like, okay, we're going to do an MRI. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to try and do an X-ray or a CT scan or something. Like we're going to go straight to an MRI because there is a possibility that you might have like Parkinson's or MS or something like that. And the only way to actually determine that is through an MRI, right? Um, so I had that, and then like, it's they actually listened to me. Um, they just. They did what they could so far. Hmm. And everything just came back normal. I hate that. So, yeah. Um, Your other one kind of goes hand in hand. One of your things you're leaving behind. Oh, yeah. Um, So, one of the reasons why I haven't finished my Boundstone degree yet is because I failed stats twice. And it's a high-level stats course, and I'm terrible at math. I should have started a lower-level statistics course, but i really didn't want to i wanted to get my degree done and over with um but because of that i um didn't return to college because i was like well fuck this shit (laughs) um but yeah no i'm that's those two things are like the bullshit of the year i am leaving that shit in 2024 um gonna work on my health if there is anything that actually concerns me regarding my health i will go and be seen for it uh i am going to finish my fucking bachelor's degree at fair minimum i will start it this coming year is not finish it so and my bullshit of the year the final one which i think a lot of you guys who are listening I agree with these fucking student loans nothing hardly being forgiven nothing being canceled then restarted in the middle lower. everybody's having a fucking hard time with shit I get that I signed up for these loans, but the fact that it's so predatory and capitalized on for, for religion in America just drives me nuts. And I hate the fact that now, like, it just has to be something that so, much of, so many of us have to worry about. I hate it. You know, it was something that was supposed to be dealt with and it didn't get dealt with. And we all knew that was going to happen, but still it doesn't make it okay. And I just hate it. It makes me really annoying. Like, I hate, I hate putting money towards something like that. That while it was a necessity, I essentially went to school, spent a bunch of money to get a degree so I can get a job and pay for this fucking degree that I got in the first place. And I grew up in a generation where they told us, get a degree and you'll get a good job. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case now at all, Very Yes. There are so many freaking, oh, entry level, but we require you to have like a bachelor's degree and five years of experience, Mm -hmm. but we're going to pay you like minimum. Yeah, or it's, oh, we want all this experience and then we're going to pay you like 40 grand for it. It's like, I'm sorry, what? my best friend from middle school who i'm still friends with told me that she's got a master's degree and a ton of specialized experience she makes really good money she had somebody reach out to her on linkedin and they were like hi are you willing to relocate for this job and we'll pay you 60 grand a year and she's like that's a like half of what i make right now why would i relocate to a job that pays less yeah but yeah you know what student loans and being conclusive medical results are bullshit and while i'm gonna keep paying my student loans uh, I don't fucking like it, and I don't think any of us do, and I'm going to ignore those medical issues until it becomes a natural problem, because it's the only thing I can't do. So this last thing was a suggestion I've made to Shay that I thought was really cute, and it's the What I Hope for You in 2024. Now, we kept these notes separate. You make me cry. I don't think I will, we'll see. We kept these notes from each other separate because we wanted to get each other's live reaction to this, so I am reading What I Hope for Shay happens for her in 2024 and she's gonna read what she hopes happens for me do you want to go first or do you want me to go first i'll go first um so first thing that i hope for you oh shit first thing that i hope for 2024 um is this kind of compliance 11 but um continuous career and personal growth like you're doing so well in your career and you have like you have something that you really want to work towards. I do yeah. and like after being accepted into like a mentorship program in your work and then getting your review that's obviously helped you raise your imposter syndrome and whatnot. Um, it's hope for more growth, especially because you just love your job. I do I do love my job. I love people I work with up. Um and then overall like personal growth kind of just like based off of what you said and whatnot, just taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and don't hide yourself kind of thing. Um, better health in regards to, like, like, what you want. Like, I mm, I, I hope to have less migraines. I'm to be coming here. here. So I will admit you me. have less asthma attacks so this coming year. That's me. been really bad this year. This is the first year in years that asthma has been a huge problem for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. So, I hope that shit goes away. And <laughs> and this last one, I added a little bit kind of for the memes, but because uh, we're just, like, gay as hell. We love love food. we we look like just seeing more hot people oh my god yes i hope you are able to witness i see so many hot people throughout the next year there's a hot person in front of me right now thank you thank you thank you <laughs> look like an egg but it's like a you know, very hot egg. <laughs> the thank you all right yes <laughs> so i have a few for you the first one is more sleep because my god you fucking made in jesus you and i both but like i know you're tired and you deserve that more sleep um this one, I really hope that what you're going into with your new job that you just got, like, offered and what you're waiting on is I really hope this is a fulfilling job that kind of gives you everything you need, at least for now. Oh, my God. Me, too. Yeah. That's my hope is, like, I really hope that this job gives you what you need so you can stay there for a while and build what you need outside of work, like mm-hmm. your degree and everything. Um I really hope that you have a stronger and better understanding with your, like, spirituality and religion that you've been talking about because I know that's something that you want to work on and something that you want to grasp better. And I do, too, so I can understand that goal. So I hope that for you. Yeah, it's hard because, like, clearly because it's not, well, because it's not one of, like, the most, like, popular Mm -hmm. religions type of thing. Like, it's it's hard to know where to start, right? Absolutely, and it's hard to like kind of gauge your growth because yeah. you don't you don't have a manual to go with. Yeah, but like it also gives you like the freedom to kind of choose your practice, my your right. journey, and whatnot. So yeah, it's a very personalized thing, and I just hope that like throughout this year, you kind of find more on that and it fulfills you a little bit. The next one is your continued happy relationship that gives you all the fulfillment and wants that you. Yeah. Yes. um and, and, and then bit a bit of orgasms <laughs> even more than you already have because you find have fun I don't have a pin that I put on a high like in the bedroom like just for whatever we have guests so I'm not mm-hmm. too far where it's treating you right but then it's highlighted you right yeah so this last one is the one that might issue a little bit so this one like I said this is gonna get you a little bit but it's something that I hope for a lot of people that I care about, but particularly for you, because you've expressed kind of issues in the past with something like this. But I would really love for you to be able to see your value through my gaze Aww. because you don't and I do. And y'all, for anybody who doesn't know Shay personally, it is a treasure to have this person in my life. Um, she and I met right before I moved here, and I was really nervous about moving here because we move a lot, my husband and I, for his job. And I was leaving behind an area that I was pretty comfortable in. I had a friend that I knew for a very long time who I could see all the time. And I was leaving her to be, you know, from we were 15 minutes, 20 minutes apart to hours apart. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately starting a new job. We were buying a new house and everything was very overwhelming. And I met you right when we were doing all of this. And Shay and I clicked very fast. This was a friendship that happened very quickly. We have a lot in common and it just worked. And the one thing I've noticed is you don't see your value the way you should. And I hope that through 2024, not only can you learn to see it, but I think that somebody like me and somebody like your partner can help you see it a little bit better. Because because I really just want you to be able to see how valuable you are as a person. And I think you don't see it the way you should. So I really hope that I can help you do that and that you can do that for yourself as well. Jeez mine like sounds so lame no it does that <laughs> you're helping from here i think is what i need i just think that a lot of what you've been going through lately and a lot of what you've told me about, what you went through this year if you understood the value from somebody else outside of yourself it would help you a lot and i think all of us can benefit from that like i don't understand my value outside of my own brain you don't either and i think that a lot of people would benefit from that like the way my husband sees me, the way that you see me, the way my family sees me is way different than the way that I see myself. And I think i we could even get a smidge of how other people see us. It would probably help. But that's kind of what I hope. So, you're so cute. I'm try all. But you guys, that is the final episode of 2023. This is our ending of 2023. And you can find us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and where you can find us on all podcasts. Sounds like a personal problem. I am considering starting off a Twitter. I don't want Twitter, but I could start as Twitter. We hate Twitter. No. We're going to stay off Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is dangerous, but we do- Twitter is dead. We do like Instagram, and we do like TikTok, so you can find us at Sounds Like a Personal Problem, as well as all major cast viewing and listening areas. We do hope eventually to be able to get a video going, but it has been a struggle But for now. Please enjoy our audio and stay tuned for our next episode. But until then, uh, please hydrate yourselves. You beautiful yet yeah, dehydrated food covers <laughs> beautiful you thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please like subscribe Maybe-